Hello, church family. Pastor Derek here. Good to be with you as we uh, spend a few minutes, as we always do. Let's study God's word together. This morning, our series called By Faith, our series continues. And this series, we are working our way through Hebrews, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11. And and the great thing about this series is we're going to be looking at the lives of ordinary people. Yes, sometimes Hebrews 11 is referred to as the hall of faith, kind of a hall of fame. Sometimes we think of it as as, uh, people from our Bibles, God's people that are bigger than life because we know their stories. And yet what what we want to remember is that these are ordinary people like you and I, and we're studying them, we're studying God's word because these are people whose trust, whose confidence in God spurs them into action. These are lives lived by faith. And so we want to ask God to show us what does he have for us? How can we increasingly live by faith? So you don't have to turn there yet in your Bible if you don't want. I'll have you turn there somewhere in just a moment. But let's just start right here. We start in Hebrews 11 verse 5, a very interesting start this morning. Hebrews 11, verse 5, By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Okay. Wow. Uh, That's a pretty interesting place to start, isn't it? I think it might be worth learning more. What's going on here? Well, let's start with who is Who is Enoch? And and to learn more about Enoch, let me invite you now to open your Bibles and turn to Genesis. Yeah, we're working our way through Hebrews 11. Right now, we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 5 and kind of get some story, get the background on who is Enoch. So open your Bibles, first book of the Bible, Genesis, and find chapter 5. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you to read some verses uh, before we continue looking through it together. But, and this is why, this is why I'm going to ask you to do some reading there where you are. Because before we just go straight to learning about Enoch, I think it is really interesting to see the context, to read what comes before we learn about Enoch. So um, in a moment, not quite yet, but in a moment, I'll ask you to pause this video. And uh, there, where you are in your home or wherever you are, perhaps you're in a classroom at church with your ABF or your life group, uh, enjoying faith online together. What I want you to do in a moment is pause the video, and, uh, and then I'm going to invite you to read this scripture together, Genesis 5, 1 through 20. But here's something else you could do for fun if you'd like. Before you read the scripture, just throw out to each other really quick, who's the oldest person you've ever known? Who, who's the oldest person that you know uh, right now today? Or perhaps if it's someone who's passed away already, how old were they when they passed away? Who's the oldest? Share that with each other. Who's the oldest person now that, you, that you've known? And then take a few minutes and read the first 20 verses together of Genesis chapter 5. Go ahead and pause this video. Okay. Did you? Did you pause the video? Did you read Genesis 5, 1 through 20 together? Hopefully you did because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make this part now. We're going to start here at Genesis 5, verse 21 together now, and I think it'll really help this information jump out at us. Genesis 5, verse 21. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Now, compared to what you just read, here's here's something that should jump out at us as different. Verse 22. Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah. Uh, 
300 years, he walked with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. It would, it would seem by the wording here that Enoch did not always follow God. He had lived 65 years before he fathered Methuselah. And then it says he began walking with God after he fathered Methuselah. He didn't, maybe he didn't always walk with God, but he began walking with God after he had kids. Anybody relate to that? A good time, a good time to put our trust in God and begin depending on his help. Verse 23, uh, Genesis 5, 23. Thus, all the days of Enoch, his, his entire life, spanned 365 years. Let's think about this a little bit, right? And what's crazy is in the context of what you just read, even though Enoch's father and son both lived longer than him, Enoch, who's kind of the focus, our focus today, this is still a long life. 365 years he lived. I mean, think about that for us. What, what's a way we could look at that in our current context and kind of think about how that, that length of time? Well, if, this, if, if 2020, if this year was the last year of Enoch's life, that means he would have been born in 1655. He would have been born in 1655 if, if he was living till now in 2020. It's a long time, right? And again, how can we put that in context? Well, later this week, our great country, the United States, is going to be having its birthday. Our great country later this week is going to turn 244 years old, which would mean that Enoch lived 121 years longer than that. So as you just read the first verses of, of Genesis 5, you, you covered six men before Enoch and, and a couple that would come after Enoch. And you notice there was no mention of walking with God until we got to Enoch, someone who lived his life walking with, following God. And what was another thing that jumps out at us? What's another thing that's really different from, from our verses about Enoch than what you read before? Each person that you read about there said, they lived such and such so many years. They had so and so many sons and daughters, right? And then everybody you read about, how did it end? It said, and after they had these many years and after they had these sons and daughters, they, what? They died, right? They died. But verse 24 tells us that Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God, and then he was not, for God took him. <laughs> wow. So what happened? There's only two people in history who have not experienced death. So a little challenge for you. Who's the other one? I'll give you a hint. You can do this for fun later if you want. Uh, maybe make a note to yourself. You can go to 2 Kings chapter 2 and read the story of the only other person in history to not experience death. Enoch walked with God, and then he was not, because God took him. So this is an incredible circumstance, right? It's, it's, it's kind of hard for us, perhaps, to get our mind around this or imagine how did that happen and, and what was God up to. But we know that if there was only two in history who lived for God and were taken to be with God and did not experience earthly death, this is not the norm, this is not the norm for followers of Jesus. We, we don't, unfortunately, we don't get to hope for or expect that if we walk by faith, we will just 
go to be with God. Or, or maybe it'd be more accurate to say, we don't have to be afraid that if we walk by faith, we might just go to be with Jesus. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's turn now to, uh, back to our passage where I started this morning in Hebrews chapter 11. Turn with me, if you would, back to your New Testament, back toward the back of the Bible. Find the book of Hebrews. This is where we are kind of working our way through in this series. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, let's read again verse 5, where I started a few minutes ago. Hebrews 11, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken... He was commended as having pleased God. So here's a couple of things that we want to talk about this morning as we, as we ask God to show us what he has for us, learning from Enoch's example, learning from Enoch's life. We want to talk about a couple of things, faith and pleasing God. And really, these are opposite sides of the same coin, a life of faith and a life that pleases God. These are really two sides of, of, of a very similar thing. And so we're going to consider both of those in the, in the next few minutes. When you think about the phrase uh, there in Hebrews 11, verse 5, that Enoch pleased God, that comes from the description back in Genesis of, of Enoch having walked with God. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to us at first glance that these two are being, uh, but these two are being used interchangeably. Pleased God and walked with God. The, author, the translators and the authors of these biblical books are, are basically using those interchangeably. Pleased God and walked with God. So the one that we want to enjoy to think about here is the metaphor of walking with God. And there's a, a pastor and author who, who I was studying this week that helped me think about this a bit. And, and Kent, his name is Kent Hughes. He really helps us now think a bit about this metaphor of having a walk with God, that Enoch walked with God. And, and, and according to Genesis, Enoch walked, he had an Enoch walk for 300 years. That would be some experience. That would be some spiritual maturity. That would be some time under his belt, walking with God, following God, being changed and, and learning and growing. So how, we want to learn from Enoch how to have an Enoch walk. Now, I don't know that we'll, any of us will have a chance to have a 300-year walk with God, but maybe God will help us this morning to learn how to have an Enoch walk nonetheless. So, so think with me, what does it look like when you imagine walking with someone? You know, it could be a friend, it could be your spouse. Think of a time when you're walking with someone and you're going somewhere. Just picture that in your mind. There's some things that are true that we can learn from. There are some things that are true in order to be walking with someone. So Enoch walked with God. And what would that look like? What would it not look like? Well, first of all, an Enoch walk means that we are headed to the same destination. Think about that. I mean, if two of you arrive at different places, then you weren't really walking together, Right? If you arrive one place and, and your friend or your spouse or whoever you are walk, picturing walking with arrives at a different location, we're not walking together. But in the case of Enoch, <clears throat> Enoch was heading in God's direction. Enoch wanted to end up where God was. Enoch wanted to end up where God was taking him. Enoch wants to end up 
where God wants him. So, so there's a same destination in mind. What about us? Are, are we choosing our own? You and I, are we choosing our own destinations? Are we setting our own sights? Or are we looking to God, wanting to, to walk with him such that we are headed to the same place? To walk together, you also need to be not only going to the same destination, but you need to be on the same path. Again, this makes sense if you're picturing walking with someone, right? You actually could get to the same destination as, as this person you're walking with by taking a different path. I'm going to take this path, and I'm going to end up at this destination. And this person takes this path, and yeah, we got to the same destination, but was that walking together? You could walk on different paths, get to the same def- destination, but that's not walking together. Enoch walked with God. He, 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 went as, he was on the same path to the same destination. What about us? Are we seeking to walk God's path, to walk with God to the same destination, or are we trying to map, to chart our own path? That's a challenging question for me when I think about how I organize my days or how I look to the future. Are we seeking God's path or are we trying to chart our own course? To walk with God, you're going to the same destination on the same path and Enoch was also walking at the same pace, so to speak. I mean, again, this makes sense to us. If we think about walking with someone, varying speeds, having different speeds or a different pace of walking is not going to be really walking together, is it? When I go for a walk with my wife, Amy, oftentimes I am ready to chill and be casual and just stroll. And and sometimes she's more looking for exercise. So So if we're not careful, we're going to be walking at a different pace. She's going to be exercising, and I'm going to be lollygagging, and then we won't be really walking together, will we? But but Enoch's example of walking with God was walking to the same destination on the same path and at the same pace. Enoch was in step with God for 300 years. What about us? Are our lives in step are our, are, are our lives in line, aligned with what God has for us? Galatians 5.25 has that same kind of language to spur us along in this area. That if we live by the Spirit of God, if we are followers of Jesus who have the Holy Spirit of God living within us, if we desire to live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. That's how Enoch pleased God. It's by walking with him. Same Destination, same path, same pace. But the other side of that coin, we talked about things we wanted to learn from Enoch this morning. Pleasing God. Number one was pleasing God, walking with God. And number two is his faith. Clearly, our, our journey through Hebrews 11 is pointing to Enoch because of his faith. So let's consider that as well. Now we're moving into verse six. Hebrews 11, verse six. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. This series of messages through Hebrews 11 is called By Faith. So we want to learn from Enoch what it is to live a life by faith. And I hope that we will never forget that the gospel 
The gospel that we proclaim, the gospel that the, that the Bible proclaims is the good news that God rescues sinners like you and I through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Through Jesus, through his work on the cross, through defeating death, sin and death, and being raised again, Jesus made it possible for us, you and I, sinful, broken, you and I, to be connected back to God, to be put back in a right relationship with God, adopted into his family. But verse 6 is reminding us here that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And again, Kent Hughes, who I was reading this week, notes this. Note the Bible here in verse 6 doesn't say, well, without faith, it's difficult to please God, but maybe you still could please God. No, no, the Bible doesn't say here that without faith, well, you'll have to work extra hard to please God. No, that's not what the Bible says here. The Bible is very clear here in verse 6 that without faith, it is impossible to please God. This is incredible. This is something we need to think about and appreciate and let sink from our minds to our hearts. That God cannot be pleased. He does not look upon us and smile. God cannot be pleased apart from the righteousness that comes from God to us through Jesus, through our faith in Jesus. Because of Jesus' work on the cross, when God looks upon you and I, when God looks upon sinful and rebellious you and I, he sees, if you are in Christ, if you are surrendered your life in, in faith to Jesus, when God looks upon you, instead of seeing your sin, God sees the righteousness of Jesus and is pleased. So that's what we Faith Church exists for, is to, is to help us to think and to know how to find salvation by faith, to, to think about what it is to have faith. And so we've been using different uh, phrases and words to help us think in a new way about faith. You know, Debbie, as she's been teaching the kids and teaching all of us, has used this to describe faith, that faith is trusting what you can't see because of what you can see. Or faith, we could think of it as faith is trusting who you can't see because of what you can know about him. And Pastor Ed was using the expression that faith is a God confidence. A confidence because of God. A confidence in who God is. A faith is, is a trust. A dependence that we can have on God because we know we can take him at his word and we, can, and, and we believe what he says. That, that's what it looks like to have a, a faith, a God confidence. Church family, salvation, being made right with God, finding new life in him, finding new life now and new life eternal with him is, is found this way. Our salvation, our new life is a gift of God's grace alone that we receive through faith alone in Jesus alone. That is our salvation. That is how God has worked to make it possible for us to find salvation by faith. So are you living by self? Our series is called By Faith. We're asking God to teach us how to live by faith. And so we should 
wrestle with the alternative, that if we're not listening, uh, living by faith, what are we living by? Are we living by self? Do I live by my own plans, by my own efforts, by my own striving, by thinking that my behavior has to somehow match up, that if I somehow meet a certain standard, maybe God will love me, maybe he will rescue me from sin and death? Or do we live by faith, recognizing that we can't do it on our own, that we need to give our lives to God by putting our trust, our, our, our faith in Jesus Christ? Are you driving? Are you driving? Are you piloting your life? Or have you put your life in God's hands by putting your life, your trust, in Jesus. So yes, when we talk about faith, yes, we are certainly talking about saving faith, a faith that rescues us from sin and death, a faith in Jesus that takes us out of the dark and into the light, out of death and into life. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, for by grace, by God's grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Our rescue, our salvation is something that God has accomplished for you, in you, through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus today. Yes. So yes, when we talk about faith there is that, that, that truth, that reality, that glorious good news of a saving faith, a, a faith that took place in our past, a, a, a faith that, 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 that brought us to salvation, a, a kind of a one-time faith, so to speak. But also, we don't want to stop there. We also want to think of, of, of faith as a work that God is continuing in us, a faith that because we have a God confidence, because we believe he is who he says he is, because we take him at his word, because we know we can believe what he says, there's an ongoing faith, that faith is something that continues. And so we've also, in recent weeks, talked about the fact, trying to define faith as this confidence that leads us into action. This confidence that doesn't just cause us to know things about God, but this faith confidence, God confidence, that spurs us into action, into lives and words and deeds that live for his glory. So when we have that kind of God confidence, when we take him at his word, we live out our faith. Our words and our actions as we live out our faith, as, as faith is an ongoing work of God in us, our words and our actions are conformed to what is God's best for us, what is most glorifying to him. So we've been looking at Hebrews 11, verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. And when we're talking about Enoch as our example this morning, without faith, we learn from Enoch that without faith, it is impossible to please God, to have an Enoch walk without faith. So not only is our salvation by faith, but we are to walk by faith too. Faith brings about our eternal salvation, eternal life with God. Yes, amen, that's good news. And faith enables us to have a, an Enoch walk now and tomorrow and the next day. Faith saves us from sin and death and faith enables us 
to walk like Enoch, to continue to live by faith. Again, as I studied, another one of the commentators I was studying this week uh, put it this way, that those who possess true faith walk with God day after day. Not just one time to become a Christian. Enoch, an Enoch walk was same destination, same, uh, what else, path, and same pace for 300 years. Those who possess true faith walk with God day after day. So the emphasis in verse 6 here is on a day-to-day practical faith which is necessary to please God. A faith, a trust in God such that we depend on him moment by moment for everything we need. That's what it looks like to live by faith. We cannot experience God's pleasure. We cannot experience God smiling upon our lives without a faith in him. Let's read the rest. Let's finish here by reading the rest of verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Again, this commentator, Raymond Brown, says this about faith, that faith is a belief in God's existence. But he doesn't just stop there. You know, we're not just talking about, yeah, God exists. Raymond Brown, his quote here says that faith is a belief in God's existence such that it's a belief and a commitment to the existence of God such that I'm, I'm committed to, I'm understanding of, I'm aware of that, that God is present in my life and that he's involved in every part of my life. It isn't just acknowledging, yeah, God exists. It's if I have faith that tells me that God is real, that he exists, then I'm accepting of who he is and what he does. And our God is present with us and involved and caring about every aspect of our life. That's what verse 6 says, that, we, that a faith in God believes that he exists and that he cares and that it matters to our lives and that it impacts every area of life and that we can depend on him moment by moment. And Brown goes on to say about uh, this verse, about verse 6 and about faith, is that there is also, a, a, that faith also results in a belief that God is the rewarder of those who seek him. That God is a generous God who wants to pour out his care and his love and his generosity to us. And I think this is something that you know. If you're a follower of Jesus, those that are seeking him, those that are walking with God, I bet you can testify. I bet you can tell of God's goodness to you. Even in the midst of life's difficulties, even though life includes difficulty and suffering and trial, hardship, oftentimes. As you walk with God, as you believe that he exists, as you believe that he rewards those who seek him, you know of his goodness. We're, we're working our way through Hebrews 11 to learn to ask God how to, te- to teach us how to continue living by faith, to find salvation in Jesus by faith, and to continue living by faith. Because faith leads to an Enoch walk. It may not lead me to a 300-year Enoch walk, but faith leads to a life that is pleasing to God. So are you seeking God, church family? Have you put your faith 
your trust, your dependence, your God confidence in Jesus for salvation? And is that faith that God instilled in you, is that faith that God is working in you, is that ongoing, continuing faith transforming you by God's power, through, from, is transforming you from the inside out, leading you to a faithful life lived by faith? Let's pray. Father God, we are always so thankful for your great love to us, that you've demonstrated your love to us in this, that while we were yet sinners, while we were still stuck in rebellion against you, God, we thank you for your great love to us through Jesus, that Jesus died so that we might live. God, we thank you for the reminders today from your word that our salvation, that being made right with you is a gift of your grace that we receive through faith. God, we thank you. Those of us are in Christ, those of us that you have already rescued from sin and death, we thank you for that opportunity we had to find you, to find salvation by faith. And as we continue to study your word in these coming weeks, as we work our way through Hebrews 11, God, we do pray that you would help us to continue to live by faith, to not just set that behind us, to not just think that we already have become a Christian, there's not more for us. God, would you help us to recognize that the life of faith is something that you want to continue to work out in us. May we look to the example of Enoch and these others in Hebrews 11 that we're going to continue to learn about. May we look to the example of Enoch who walked with you for 300 years. God, help us to continue to live by faith in, in every area of life, moment by moment, depending on you, knowing that we can put our trust, our dependence in you, that we can have God confidence because we know we can take you at your word and believe what you say. Lord, as we continue now in our time of worship, we offer you our gifts. Everything that we have is a gift from you. You take such good care of us, God. May we honor you as we trust you with our finances. God, as we lift our prayers, as we lift our voices in song, as we study our Bibles, as we come to you each day in prayer, God, may our lives glorify you in every way. Help us, Lord, to live by faith. In your name we pray, amen.